How is everybody? Awesome. Praise God. Hey, Pastor. How y'all doing? We could have just kept going. Lord, I know you're here. Father, I know your presence is here. You asked me to enforce the victory today. And that you would back me up. So, Holy Spirit, you have full reign today. You have the victory. You show us the victory. Yes, we're, we, your word says we have the victory, but are we enforcing the victory? Show us how to enforce that victory today. In areas that we're struggling, in areas that we need to just break through to full liberty, to full power, the full revelation, full wisdom of God. Bring it forth today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's put Ephesians 3, 319. This is the theme for this year. And um, I love this verse because this should be the goal of every Christian, every leader, that you may really come to know Practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ. How many of you have experienced that? At any level. Everybody's experienced that at any level. Which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being. I mean spirit, soul, and body unto all the fullness of God. May have the richest measure of the divine presence. Notice it didn't say divine anointing. Because the divine anointing takes you to his presence. The divine anointing gets everything out of the way so that you can enter into that presence. The richest measure of the divine presence and become a body fully filled and flooded with God himself. Man, it, isn't that enough to say right there? Doesn't, isn't that the perfect instruction for all of us? But how do we do it? We've got so much opposition. There's so much adversity. There's so much temptation that comes. God told me this. He said, I've given the enemy three legal weapons. And those weapons... Now, these are different from the defenses of the enemy. Those weapons are adversity, temptation, and opposition. And I don't know, I know that every Christian right now, every leader in this place, is experiencing one of them right now. One of them you're experiencing. Adversity is trouble. Temptation, temptation is an enticing to draw you to the will of Satan. That's what temptation is. It's an enticing to draw you to Satan's will. He comes like an angel of light. Then there's opposition. Now, the enemy comes with opposition because he's opposed to the one in authority. Because when you leave your rest and you've passed the test of temptation, God crowns you with life. We go from glory to glory, so we go from life to life. 
So we have many crowns. He takes off one. He puts another one on. That's how he works. Another level of dominion, power, glory. I've seen things, man. I'm telling you, I've seen the power of God. The Lord told me, he said, whatever you say will come to pass. And who is that prophet at Maldonado's, Apostle Maldonado's? Who? Hank Kuhneman. He prophesied over Zeni 9. He said, number everything. He said, you have to number everything. So I started numbering things. How much I want to pay for something. And it comes to pass just like that. Because it has dominion power on it. The flesh has to submit to God. You can flow in dominion power. You can say, I want to I spend this much for something or I want to do this for somebody. And when you're in that position with God, when I say position with God, that you're in right relationship with God. He's going to back you up. He's going to back you up. He's backed me up when I didn't think he was backing me up. Let me experience that. And all of a sudden he shows up with his back up. He just shows up. So the Lord said to title this today, Enforcing the Victory. Our goal every day as a leader, because we know the churches are in a mess. I'm telling you, leaders are in a mess because the churches are in a mess. The churches are in a mess because the leaders are in a mess. And I was... Uh, uh, a minister staying with me now, and um, me and Zenny for this week. And she said, Gene, what are you going to do today? And I said, I'm going to enforce the victory today. That's what you, we should say every time we come out of our home. But you cannot enforce the victory unless you've come out of his presence. The anointing doesn't enforce the victory. The anointing breaks the yoke of the victory. Uh, the yoke of the enemy. But the presence of God enforces your victory. So every time I come out of my house, I'm out of my war room. I said, I'm enforcing the victory today. And my life and the people around me, whoever God puts me in contact with, we can't pastor people unless we're walking effectively in relationship with God. We can't lead the people until we come out of the presence of God. I don't think any minister should minister until they come out of the presence of God. Oh, we're not doing the saints any better, any good. Because we want to release power and we want to release presence. You know, there's a lot of churches coming down. I've seen uh, the minister that's staying with me was telling me about one last night, a mega church here in uh, Georgia. And um, this minister has AIDS. 10,000 member church. Because he's had sex with the young boys in the, in the assembly. What causes that? Demons are persons without bodies. They are looking for weakness. Hey, Jesus. They are looking for a body whether it's a human being or an animal, they got to come into. But I looked at this, I put him up online, I looked at him, I said, my God, 
How did people get this far off? I said, Lord, I cried. Don't ever let me get that, that far off. He said, don't ever leave my presence. And you won't. So I turned up my worship this morning. I'm going to turn it up every day. The more hours I can get into praise of worship, the more God hides me from that devil. The devil can't even see you when you come out of the presence of God. Wouldn't it be nice to know the devil's not tracking you down anymore? He only follows you and tracks you down because he has agreement in you. He has agreement. There's some agreement, whether it's known or whether it's unknown, through a generational curse, it's there. And if, and if you're in a season of temptation, then it tells you that something's weak on the inside. Something's not strong enough yet to come out of his presence. When you enter into the rest of God, it is to commune with the Father. And in that communion, he strengthens you. And when he releases you from the rest, the devil's not going to tempt you anymore in that area that you've been delivered from. But he's going to be in opposition to you. We have got to get the agreements of the devil out of our temple. Because there is an acceleration going on. I saw this leader I'm talking about. I saw him last year on television. Looked healthy as he could be. 200 and something pounds, 250 pounds. He must look like he's 130 pounds, emaciated in one year. Remember the Lord told me, he said, there's an acceleration of evil going on because there's an acceleration of the kingdom of God going on. And if you give the devil one little morsel of what belongs to God, he's going to take it and you won't even know it. To a year later and you look initiated. Don't give him nothing. Don't let him have your thoughts. Don't let him have your reasoning. That reasoning's to reason with God, not the devil. The Lord said, the reason we're not tempted, we are the reason we are tempted is because we're not flooded with God. He said, when there is no temptation for the tempter to tempt then you know God has you. You can look at the devil when he comes as a tempter, like he did with Jesus. You can just look at him and speak that word. And he has to flee. He has to flee. But it's got to be a rhema word, not a logos word. It can't be something you've memorized. It's got to be something that you have experienced. That it has life on it. We have to stop assisting the devil. We're supposed to be resisting the devil. The Lord said this morning, he said, Gene, tell them to stop. Stop assisting him. But resist him. That's a title for somebody's message right there. My Lord Jesus. So I've come today, the Lord said, you come today as my vessel to enforce the victory. So I'm coming today to enforce the victory. And there's going to be power in the house after this teaching.
Some of you may need to leave, but if you can stay, God's going to move in a powerful way. So he says in this verse to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be full of Jesus, and to be flooded with God. So how can you be full of Jesus? you got to be full of the Word. When you're full of the Word, nothing shakes you. Your emotions are just as calm as they could be. Just like that. Isn't that an awesome place to be? That's how you know you're ready to be flooded with God. God will never flood us where the Word is not occupying. He'll never flood us where the Word is not occupying. And this flooding of God is accomplished, and I've been teaching this, through the witnesses of the Spirit, through times and seasons, through trials and testings, and through rest and receiving. Now, most of us are in a, in a, fixing to step into a major receiving season. This is Jubilee. September is really the last month that you should be in your rest. You should be going into the, the blessing. You know, when you're in your rest, Jesus has dominion. But when you come out of your rest, He's given you dominion. You should be receiving something from God materially. It should be material. Because if you're not receiving something from God materially, you have no dominion. God says, I've given you all things to enjoy. That means something i got to touch. There's not one thing that I've asked God that he didn't answer me and give it to me. Because he knows that I will not prostitute it for my own gain. That I keep him in it. It's his testimony, not mine. And we got to remember that. All of us have a lot of testimony. It's really not our testimony. It's his testimony in the temple. In this temple. To write this down, conflict always comes before glory. It's a sign that the kingdom of God is at hand. Conflict. If you have conflict today, you'll know that the glory is around the corner. In between conflict and the glory is the kingdom of God. Always remember that. If there's a conflict going on, it's a conflict between two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. So if you've got a conflict going on, you know that there's two kingdoms at war inside of you. And God says that the kingdom of God is near now to expel that darkness. And when the darkness is expelled, the glory comes. I love that one verse, and I'm not sure where it's at. I think it's in the Gospels where it says, if you are persecuted for my name's sake, then the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory is resting. Can you imagine? When you've entered his rest, you know that, that that glory is resting. I don't want it to just rest on me. 
I want it in me. And that's why the devil tries to tempt you out of your rest because God is putting it in you. It came on you when you passed your trial. The glory came and rested. You don't feel like nothing's happening. I used to cry out to God, there's nothing happening. And he said, that's when everything's happening. If you're at rest and you're at peace with God, then everything is in alignment for the blessing. Just wait a little longer. Just wait a little longer. It's okay to wait. It's okay to be patient. As I tell people all the time, God will sustain you at the level that you are while you're patient. And we all know that patience exposes what? Deception. So the three legal powers of Satan. The devil has power but not authority. Write this down because we, we have to know what, what authority is. Authority is the legal act to, to the legal act that says the legal act, the legal right to act. The legal right to act. Some of us don't have a legal right to cast out demons because the Lord knows that the demon's in you. And he don't want you messed up more than you already messed up. Amen. That's why he hasn't given authority. He will never give us authority till the demons are out of our heads. Till the demons are out of the temple. So authority is the legal right to act. Now what is power? Power is the, the ability to do. So it tells you we should have authority in operation before we ever release power. Or we're going to be in a mess. And I used to be in that mess. Doing things for God, casting out demons, and demons would come back. Not only to the people that I cast them out, but they'd come back to me. And I was worse off than in my first state. And I, pointed, I remember pointing my finger at God. I said, I'm, never, I'm not working for you no more. Because you're not protecting me. You told me to do this exorcism. The devil comes back and does an exorcism on me. <laughs> and I'm miserable for a week. What was I doing wrong? I was trying to use authority when God hasn't given me authority yet. If you're, if you're operating in power and no authority, you're going to be messed up in these latter days. You've got to have authority. You've got to have the legal right to act. And you're going to see some things getting done. Conflict started with the victory at the cross. We fight to enforce the victory. We don't fight to win. We've got to get out of this mindset that we don't have to fight to win. We fight to enforce the victory. We fight because we have already won. And this is very important. The Lord said, write this down. He said, how does the kingdom of God rule? He said, there's three things that you need to know. How, how the kingdom of God rules. The kingdom of God does not rule except through authority. But the three things are, it rules through, number one, fatherhood. 
fatherhood. Number two, it, re, uh, it rules through revealed knowledge. Revealed knowledge. And number three, submission and obedience. Man, that's the hardest thing to get the body of Christ to do. Amen? As leaders, some of the saints think they know it all. And, and it, it tells you pride's lifting up in them. And the fall's just around the corner. Those are the three things that we have to know how the kingdom of God rules is through fatherhood, revealed knowledge, and submission. Now, how does the kingdom of Satan rule? We have to know this. Number one, through spiritual ignorance. Through spiritual ignorance of the scripture. Number two, he rules through dominance and control. Have you got a leader controlling you? Or a father figure controlling you? He's, it's out of order. And number three, disobedience. This is how the kingdom of Satan rules. And remember, demons are, are persons without bodies. I don't know how many times I've ministered to people and I've seen the demons strapped on the back of people. And they would look, they would strap on the back of the people and they would look around at me. So I'd see the man's head and I'd see the demon's head. And the reason they do that is to try to provoke fear. Because if they can provoke fear, they still can maintain the victory over your life, which is death. Demons are real. How do I know I have a demon? Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Because they are people without bodies, so they need your body to express what they're saying and what they're doing. If you're not kind to people, gentle with people, loving people, then you have a demon working. If it's happened more than twice, then there's a demon operating. If you're losing it with people, then there's a demon operating. There's a person without a body operating in you. The Holy of Holies is right here. It's protected. But that demon, that person without a body is right here. It's right here. I watch my tongue, man. Because the devil is always around somewhere listening to what you're saying. You better tell the truth. You better tell the truth. Not even a white lie. Where did that come from? How does a lie become white? <laughs> it's a pure lie. It's a pure lie. It's, it's a pure lie. <laughs> so listen, a sickness is a person without a body. Poverty is a person without a body. Perversion is a person without a body. This is what this minister I was telling you about. I'm not going to say his name. But he had a person without a body operating through him in the midst of a 10,000-member congregation. Oh, yeah. It's more it's reinforced. I always wondered why these big churches had so many people. Because flesh is reinforcing the era 
in the leader. Ah, Jesus. I'm blessed. Look at this. I've only asked God for seven people. Because seven's the magic number, right? <laughs> Give me seven faithful ones. But it's amazing how the spirit of error, the spirit of religion, can challenge you and ask you how many people you have in your church. Isn't that temptation? Then you're prompted to lie. <laughs> well, I'm not a clear <laughs> a white lie. But the, I, I remember the Lord told me it was in 07. He, and I heard the big is coming down. I had no idea what he meant. And the small is coming up. His body is coming up. It's all right to have lots of numbers. If everything's in order, <laughs> there's got to be an order. And the three things, I just gave you the three things. Fatherhood, you better be under an apostle that you know is pure. That you've seen in a trial and see how he carries on. That's how you're protected. How does, let's see, let me move a little further. The work of the cross, Jesus exchanged all this. God has allowed these three legal powers to Satan. Always remember that. Temptation. We are in our final season of our rest, and temptation is going to raise its head this month. How many have had temptation? Don't need no lies in the house. Temptation doesn't mean you've done something wrong. Temptation means you're on course. Just don't yield to the temptation. You've got to recognize it. I love it when it comes around to me because I say, man, I'm on course. In opposition, I, I, love, I, I love the way God operates. I love the way he gave Satan legal right to adversity, to temptation, and to opposition. Because without it, we'd be wandering in the wilderness for 100 years, not knowing the signs of promotion. These are nothing but signs that the kingdom is advancing in you. The kingdom is advancing in you. How do I know the kingdom is advancing? God always blesses obedience. Always blesses obedience. And keep this in mind. That if you receive a blessing, God is saying two things to us. He's saying, well done, faithful servant. I'm blessing you because of your obedience. Or he's saying, repent. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So every time I receive something from the Lord, I judge myself. Is this from obedience? Or is he asking me to repent from something? And listen, you don't have to search long to know. Because when you think of his love, it's going to shine the light on what you need to repent from. And right then you got to do it. Because if you don't, the enemy will take that blessing 
and use it for his own gain. He'll take it and use it for his own gain. Let's look at uh, 1 John 2.16 in the Amplified. It says, um, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources, or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. Now, that's a powerful verse. In fact, that verse will tell you the base, the foundation of temptation. That's the base of temptation right there. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's what the enemy is coming to maintain in us. Bring those posters out. Uh, get this one for me, please. Just put it over there on the end. Yeah, put that one. Just stand it up over there. The devil hates what I'm about to do. I feel him trembling already. Because when I bring these things out, he starts trembling. I even thought about getting t-shirts printed up with the spots on the back. Which one do you want me to wear today, Lord? Unforgiveness, shame, or rejection? Wouldn't that draw attention? Hey, let's research that. See how much that's going to cost to get that printed up on a t-shirt and on the back. And you'll know. We've got one more coming out. Yeah. See, rejection was trying to take place of glory. <laughs> the Message Bible in 1 John 2.16. I love the Message Bible, too. Um, it says, Practically everything that goes on in the world Wanting your own way. How many of you got that? How many just this morning you wanted your own way? <laughs> wanting everything for yourself. Wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the Father. In fact, it says it isolates you from Him. How many of you want to feel important? One more. No reputation. You don't want no reputation. What you want is a good name. You want a good name. The base of temptation is the lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And if you look at this, these are all linked to the deception of our past. These are all linked to the deception of our past experiences and relationships. These defenses are different from Satan's weapons. His weapons are adversity, temptation, and opposition. 
These defenses are protecting his goods. His goods aren't his weapons. His goods are unforgiveness, shame, and rejection. But look what it's keeping you from. It's keeping you from everything you would ever need in abundantly. Can you imagine flowing in abundance? Not just having your needs met, but having abundance to meet the needs of others. That's when you're really blessed, is when you can be a blessing. Because it says it's more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Lust is the base of uncontrollable desire. And all of us guys have been there before we got saved, right? We know how that thing comes on you and you pursue something. James 1.12, I love James 1.12, says, Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. That means he doesn't bow down under temptation. You Listen, you cannot even entertain temptation. If temptation's around you, do not start dating it. Because you can't save temptation. Ah, Jesus. You'll never save temptation, the Lord said. You can save a soul, but not the temptation. But God will never lead you to date temptation. Somebody here is dating temptation. Where's our young guys at? <laughs> you got to stand up <laughs> under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown. So he enforced the victory by standing up under temptation. And God put the victor's crown on him, which is the crown of life, which is authority, which God promised to those who love him. Don't bow to temptation. The difference between being tempted and tested, God can test the heart, but not with evil. There are two options. You might want to write this down. There are two options when God tests your heart. God will never test your heart unless there's two options in place. Before you get your Isaac, you will have an Ishmael. There's your option. Before you ever get your Isaac, you will have experienced an Ishmael. That's the who's Ishmael? Who remembers? Son of the flesh. Abraham's first son, born out of the flesh, born out of bondage. Ishmael means, what's Ishmael mean? A wild ass. That's what it means. A stupid, obstinate, perverse person. That's what it means. Temptation always is always connected to an Ishmael. Always. Ishmael is tied to your past. The Lord said, it is, it is the ass of your past. Ishmael. Now don't leave here and say, Gene Hall's cursing in the, in the service today. It's the truth. Temptation comes to reconnect Ishmael. 
to reconnect stupidity, obstinance, and perversity. That's what temptation is going. Look at James 1.14. James 1.14 says, But everyone who is tempted when he is drawn away, what are you drawn away from? By his own lust. Enticed and baited by his own, by his own desire, lust and passion. You can't go out to dinner with temptation and think you're safe. Who's in here going out to dinner? Somebody's going out to dinner. <laughs> the lust of the flesh is, is based on your desire inside. Your desire is connected to the old man's desire. And look at James 1.15. I love this verse. It says, Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, when did the evil desire conceive? When you opened up your mouth, conception just took place. When you said, let's go out to dinner with the devil, the angel of light, conception just took place. Now the devil is going to be knocking on your door constantly. When are you going out to dinner? When are you going out to dinner? When are you going out to dinner? He won't leave you alone now because now you've birthed this thing. Then the evil desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin. And sin when it has fully matured brings forth death. Aren't you tired of dying? When you reconnect with the ass of your past, your Ishmael, you are reconnecting to death. To repeat a performance of a sinful life. Lust of the eye is an uncontrollable desire. How many of you like to shop? A lot. That's the lust of the eye. Pornography is the lust of the eye. Women, men, lust of the eye. Pride of life. Pride is selfish, wants to be recognized. I love this when the Lord said, pride wants to be recognized when it's not your season. Isn't that awesome? We, we are never in demand when we're not in our season. Somebody demanding your life. They need you. They need, your, they need what's in you, what God has put in you. They need you to preach. They need you to teach. Come to my church. Come do this. You're in demand. All of you all going to be in demand. Very soon, at another level, if you're not already there now, going to be another level. What is the enemy continually bringing to your mind? The sign of deliverance is when you don't have the desire anymore. That's how you know you've been freed up. When you don't have the desire anymore. The war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness is fought over the dominion of the soul. This is a war going on. And there's a lot of Christians out here that's got all this going on every day in their mind. That's torment. That's pure torment. That's what the Lord wants to enforce the victory today. The victory of the cross against these persons without bodies. When we accept temptation, 
I love this one. The Lord gave me this. He said, when you accept temptation, the enemy takes over that place and colonizes the territory. It's a colony. It's a colony. Colonizes a territory, blinding us and preventing us from seeing and knowing the Son of God at another level. This, this is what blinds us from seeing the, the Son of God at another level. The, the, what I've learned in, in growing my walk with the Lord is when I'm not growing, I'm yielded to the things of the world. You're going to be yielded to one or the other. But when I'm growing, I'm yielded to the things of God. I don't have a desire for the things of the world. I have a desire to be in the presence of God. That's how you know you're growing. You wake up with it. Go to bed with it. It's on your mind all day. You're praying without season. You're talking to God all day long. Jesus gave us the power to cast out the person without a body. Some of us need to be free of the Ishmael of our past. Casting out of demons is the act of uprooting the body that's in control. The person with a body that's in control. Can ministers have demons? Absolutely. I've met them. And these are born-again ministers that have demons of religion. That's a strong demon. And that's the stronghold over the city is religion and perversity. That's what we are supposed to break. We're supposed to enforce the victory of Jesus Christ in this city. And bring down religion. Bring down perversion. Can ministers have demons? Absolutely. To cast out a demon is to dethrone Satan. Demonic activity happens in the body through emotion and bloodline. That's how you know. When you lose your peace, you're emotional. Then you know there's a dem demonic activity going on. The casting out of demons is a visible manifestation of the presence of God. The casting out of demons is an establishment of the kingdom of light, displacing the kingdom of darkness. I love Luke eleven twenty one. I'm going to read it. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his dwelling, his belongings are undisturbed, his property is at peace, and he is secure. And what you're looking at here, of course, is three strong, strong men. His dwelling is secure. His goods are secure. Re unforgiveness, shame, and rejection. That's his goods. And you may not even be in touch with those three things. But you know by the defenses. The thoughts. Are you having any of these thoughts? Sex for approval. Man pleaser, materialism, manipulation, fear, non-trusting. If we've got rejection, then we've got it all. This is just hidden right here. And, and when God brings you through our trials and testing, it's only to remove this from the house. Has defeat secured its place in us? Has temptation secured a place in you? Has your past secured a place in you? Luke eleven twenty two. 22, I love this verse. It says, but when 
the stronger than he attacks him. There's going to be an attack today on demons without bodies. And don't say we don't have none because I see them right now. I see, I see the ones that have them. I see the ones that are hanging on people. Because if we leave here without, the, without getting delivered from these things, your, your latter state will be worse than your first state. But when he, that means Jesus, the strong one comes and attacks him and conquers him, he robs him of his whole armor, which he has relied on and plunders his good. When you know that Jesus has truly freed you up, you don't have these thoughts anymore. These things aren't operating in you anymore. They're not coming out of your mouth anymore. The action is not there anymore. You're free. And I'm telling you, when you're free, you bring another level of power to you, the congregation that you're under, you're over. So I'm letting the devil know today that the stronger one is here now to enforce the victory of the cross. My favorite scripture to enforce the victory is in Luke eleven twenty. And it says, if I drive out demons by the hand of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. I've asked the Lord, I said, I want to see visible, visible, tangible manifestations of freedom. Of freedom. And you may even think you're free. But there's a, a difference in freedom and being free. Well, I'm free for that, but do you have freedom? You're gonna see, you're gonna tell the difference today. Freedom. So what do you need driven out of your life? Your past is your greatest enemy. Who deals with the past? How do you know you dealt with the past or have the past going on? This is the scripture I always use. Let your yes be yes, or your no be no. Anything more than this is from the devil. So how many times have we had have we said yes? And all of a sudden we have said no. Past was involved. The devil has come to intercept. What's he coming to intercept? Integrity. I had to stay with my no when it hurt me. As much as I would wanted to do something different, I had to stay with my no. I can't do it. Lest anything, lest it's from the devil. Write these three scriptures down to, to leave with. Um, Luke eleven twenty eight says, Blessed and happy to be envied are those who hear the word of God today, obey it and practice it. And James 4, 7 and Matthew 26, 41. Because that's what you want to meditate on when you leave. I said, Lord, give me, give me three scriptures because if you don't put the word of God, it was um, James 4, 7 and Matthew 26, 41. If you don't put the word of God back in the place where these things are occupying. Ministers need pastors. Ministers need to come into a place that they can be transparent and it stay in the place. Amen? Because you're never free till you're transparent. You're never free. 
There's no condemnation and no shame in this place. God has graced me to be trusted with his kingdom, with his presence, with his people. So we're going to play a few songs. It'll last about 30 minutes. Yeah, we can take those out. And um, I want you to come. Just get before the Lord up here. Surrender everything. Because when there's grace in the house to surrender, there's also grace to receive. And I've asked the Lord as Paul had great grace on him. That there be great grace to free you up. And remember, freedom. Not just be free, but freedom. You can be a king but not have a kingdom. You can be free, not have freedom. Two go together. Freedom is a lifestyle. Being free is a mindset. That's the difference. Being free is a mindset, but freedom is a lifestyle. Being a king is a mindset, but having a kingdom Operating in the kingdom is a lifestyle. So we're going to play about three songs. I just want you to get before the Lord. Be transparent. You know what's going on. You know what you need to lay down here at the altar today. I'm going to lay hands on everybody. Comes up. And there is going to be a power released. This is the hand of God. Your hand is the hand of God. But he's graced this hand today to do what he wants to accomplish today. Amen. You love him. And I love him. I don't just love him. I'm in love with him. I want you to be the same. You can't be in love with your wife or husband to your love and be with Jesus. Lord, just show them your love today. All right.